Hello and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke and as always, I'm joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Dana Mashevsky. And I'm old. <laughs> You're old. I'm evidently that's what I, I was told. I'm old. By Dana Mashevsky. I did not. Really? I didn't I all right, Let, let's hear the, I let, relayed a let's, message. Let's hear the story from your perspective, and then I'll tell the truth. What? <laughs> no, okay. I simply gave a suggestion on who I thought in this building would know how to drive a stick shift, in which the response was, yes, you He's seem old. about the right age to know that, okay? Yep. Is that not a I thing anymore? Do do they not make manual? I mean, now they make cars that drive themselves. <laughs> they do. I mean, they, they do, but they're harder to find. Like, they do, but you what? You have to want one. <laughs> you got to search it out. <laughs> so, so one day I'm sitting at my desk, minding my own business as I do. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't cause controversy anywhere. No, I mean, you're, not no. at all. I'm entirely too busy for that. Exactly. <laughs> so I was sitting at my desk as I do, minding my business when my door, that I could, I could... In my periphery, I could see two two people standing at my door. So I look over and I say, "Hello, how are you today?" <laughs> it's not at all. What, you said. <laughs> you what do you mean? How else would I greet you? I said, "How are you today?" You're like, "Yo," and they said, "We're looking for someone old who might know how to drive a stick shift car." Someone yeah. old? No, 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 no. What? Is this a misrepresentation? Because this is how I feel it went. Okay, first of all, in I, my in my I, feelings, <laughs> in my feelings, this is how it went. And Ryan was like, "You had me at old." <laughs> what do you want? How can uh, I serve you? Some, uh, uh, you needed help. I did not. Well, you, you were involved. You were involved with because a I was asked first if I knew how to drive a stick shift, and I was like, "Nope, <laughs> definitely not." But I know someone old who knows how to <laughs> no, drive. No, I was a stick like, shift. "No, someone who I think would know how is Ryan." <laughs> In which the response was, "Yes, that seems that tracks." So you know what's what, what's interesting to me is not the old part, but I, when I think of like where you guys are from and where I'm from, of uh -huh. course you would know how to drive a manual. Mm -hmm. See, we're like, my mom knows how. Right. So I was like, but you never yeah. did. No, okay. I never learned. So then I was like, who? You guys would know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was asked if I yes. know how to drive a stick shift. And then I said, yeah, I do. I absolutely know how to drive one. And then I look over and there's a couple smiles and nods. I think I, I knew that he'd point, be in that I age group. <laughs> I, I think at that point I was just laughing. <laughs> Because I was right, and because Jen had called you old. So, have you have you owned any stick shifts in your life? I have, yeah. Yeah. My first car was a stick shift, and I learned how to drive a stick shift after I got my license, um, because it was the first car. <laughs> if I wanted to drive, <laughs> I better learn. Yeah. And I learned how to drive on jump uh, in the deep end. Yeah, I learned how to drive in the Puget Sound. Which, if you've ever been to Washington State around the Puget Sound, all along it, it is like this. That so does not sound so like many times I would no. be on a hill and it would just die. That's how Pennsylvania <laughs> no! is. And it would just start rolling back. Stop. <laughs> That'd be my worst yep. nightmare. No, I don't know how. I've never. No, I'm like no. If I if I need to know how to drive that car, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> like that's it. I'm getting an Uber. Yeah, it's like buying a hand masher when they make KitchenAid. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
not, no it's sense. not a skill that no I feel sense I need whatsoever. to know how. <laughs> Even in NASCAR, they don't use, I mean, they have the fancy shift with the with the hand, don't they? Just like uh, the button, the the button pushing thing? Yeah. Do they? They got like a button pushing thing. They still got to do the clutch and stuff. They, oh, okay. That that could be. I'm not sure. Or like yeah. my car has like that hybrid where like I can You could if you want to. to. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's like no clutch, but it's the paddles on the on the side. Yeah. Paddles mm. like a like a like a video game. Thing. Yeah, they're yeah. literally like <laughs> in the back of the steering wheel and they're just like a plus. Wow. So I'm I'm waiting. I'm surprised Elon hasn't come up with something where you just sit in your seat with a with like a PlayStation controller. Well and that's drive what he that was way. working on the monkey with, right? Didn't he like have a remote control connected to a monkey's brain? Did he? Or, or the or, or the monkey was was playing video games with its brain. Or yeah, we something. yeah we we talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, the 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 monkey was playing video In my games head, with I just its brain. Elon Musk just moving this monkey around with a <laughs> PlayStation remote. Like oh, this will be the next Tesla. Yes, in the car. This is why the apes from Planet of the Apes hate us so bad. Got and we've. T- <laughs> So, yep. So, so anyway, I just want to know that I was not the one that called Brian old. In this you, story, the third person was the one who called you You were the old. one who agreed. I did not. I just gave a suggestion <laughs> of who was in the building. <laughs> well, I, I honestly, I, I feel old, and I, I will say almost on a every other day basis, I'm old. And it's because now in my life, when I was 19 or 20, I had to, like, get shot out of a cannon and land face first on on pavement to get hurt. Mm, yep. Now I go to bed, and I wake <laughs> up and I'm like, "What was I doing while I was asleep? Who yeah. who? What gang of people did I choose to make angry to beat me down? Because mm-hmm. I wake up and I'm just like, like right now, I was like, I want to talk about how my arm is numb. I got <laughs> tingles running down the side of my arm because I have this kink in the back of my neck that is not going away. And because you slept wrong, apparently. <laughs> I angered so, someone in the WWE who kept dropping elbows on, on my hey, back. They're coming back to Fargo, you know. I've heard that. Yeah, they are. I'm excited. The WWE Super Show. We should get a. Um, we should get uh, one of the, one of those um, suites. One of those those oh, box boxes. Yeah. Should check into that. Get that a, would be that get would it be catered. Get yeah. it catered. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, so speaking of of that, what you were just talking about with getting shot out of a cannon to get hurt. We were at a wedding. We were at Tabitha's best friend's daughter's wedding. And they got shot out of a cannon. <laughs> there they was did, a cannon there. They did not, nobody got shot out of a cannon, thankfully. <laughs> However, there were two littles dancing, uh, running around, playing on the dance floor. You know, I, I don't know, were they four maybe? Four sure. years old, three, four, whatever. Yep. And uh, they were running around, you know, doing their thing, and they collided right in the middle of the dance floor. And it was like something you see in a movie. One went... They, they both went backwards, you know, smack backwards, both flat on their backs on the floor. They just get up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I, looked at, I looked at one of our friends and I said, that was us. We'd be laying there for the <laughs> That's yeah. it. We're done. Yeah. Game done over. Done for the night. Shut her down. Game over. Yep. I have to I think, wheel you away. I think that's true with kids, especially under a certain age. Well, I, I'll say even up to like 14. As long as they're not bored, they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Yeah. Bounce downstairs, no problem. Oh yeah. No. Yep. You know, they bounce because they're they're you know, they're lower to the ground, mm-hmm. so they have less distance mm-hmm. to fall. Uh, but as long as they're my son would uh the last house that we lived in we had had stairs, he would take like a sleeping bag 
and go sailing down those stairs. And sometimes he would get stuck at the bottom and launched out like a rocket into the wall. <laughs> and as long as there was no blood. Yeah. Let's do it again. That was good times. When uh, we've talked about my cousin Dell many times on this show. And I remember one time in particular, we lived in, in Wishick, North Dakota at the time. And uh, they lived in the same house in West Fargo for many, many, many years. Uh, and it was like... Uh, um, there was a basement and then uh, kind of the, the landing area that you first come in the house and there was a, the next floor up and then the bedrooms were all way up. Yep. And it was maybe eight steps from that that main floor where the living room kitchen were and up to those bedrooms. And we would play games to see how far we could jump from the top, you know, how far right. out from the bottom stairs, the bottom step we could land. Yeah. We would do that all the time. It, My yeah. sister broke her collarbone. <laughs> well, and, and your ankles were basically slinkies at that time. You could you could do that. Now I can't jump off the rocks oh, at man. Devil's Den at Gettysburg without. <laughs> well, now I'm scared just something. to go down one step at a time, as it's as the instructions say with steps. It's like, yeah, I get a rail. Can I get something? I, mm-hmm. I was never that kid. If it meant that I could get her, I'm not doing it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think no. it's, but I think that's part of it is that if you think you're going to get hurt, then you're going to then then it'll happen. Yeah. But if you're having yeah. fun and you accidentally like <laughs> brain yourself, I was having fun at Devil's Den. Hop right back up and off you go. See, yeah. where I did gymnastics when I was little, and I fell off the beam, and that was it. I was done. You're done. I didn't yep. get hurt, but I was like, I fell. It's over. Yep. Can't do it. Your career was, that was nope. the end of it. Yep. Didn't make that hard. <laughs> no one told me this was going to happen. Yeah, I was like, um, you guys told me I wouldn't fall. You lied. I'm out. <laughs> yep. Cool. So that's, that's the, you know, time doesn't slow down for anyone. So what? what's this whole devil's den thing that you're talking about? You, uh, at, Get, his, at Gettysburg? His knee. Yeah. What happened? Okay. So it was when we were on... Haven't I, t- haven't I told this on the podcast yet? I don't know. Maybe. I'm old. Oh, I forget oh. things. <laughs> I, I can't remember. <laughs> the um, memory. The memory's going. I, uh, so when we went on our family vacation this summer, uh-huh. we went to Gettysburg, uh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. went to the battlefield. And if you've been there, well, it doesn't matter if you've been there or not because it's going to be there regardless. There's... Uh, <laughs> There's different. It, the battlefield is huge. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, is it's really so really. You, big. you saw a reenactment? No, we didn't see a oh, reenactment. Okay. No. Okay. Um, there's like uh, uh, the, the hills round top, uh, big big round top, little round top. You know, those the trees, the huge mound, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And down from there, you can see this like open area, but there's these these boulders there. Mm-hmm. It, it's like. Somebody was walking around and they're like, ah, I got to set these boulders down for a little bit. I'll come back and get them. And then they never came back because they're, exactly they're totally out of, pl- huh? That's exactly how it went. Well, they're yeah. totally out of place. The giants. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, proof, they're, proof of giants right there. Yeah. They're absolutely like, what are they doing here? You know, yeah. somebody was like, ah, I got to pick up my rocks when I come back. And then they forgot. <laughs> so anyway, they're huge. Right. And so, um, Maybe like uh, I don't know, you know, shoulder shoulder height to me. I mean, I'm not I'm five eight, but th- there's these boulders, and you can some of them are a lot bigger than that. But the ones that uh, that I had to crawl on to go in the area that's restricted were <laughs> were about shoulder height. 
right? Because you got to go back into the. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Why? Wh- he's no longer in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, so their jurisdiction can't track track him down. He's he's safe here in North Dakota. Well, I I don't. There may have been signs asking you not to go back there, but there was signs no like. Asking was it more of a suggestion smelling. like, "Hey, cut your losses"? There was there was no <laughs> like statutes or anything. Like okay, that. okay. So anyway, <laughs> to go back and get a better view of things, you got to kind of go up on these boulders, and then you go back kind of through the the thistles and the thorns and everything. Um, Thicket. Yeah. And so I had to... So there were many things telling you this was a bad idea. Yes. Nature itself including, was saying... Including my friend TJ saying, you know, there there's rattlesnakes back here. But oh, so yeah. I had to put my hands up on the boulder and then blast myself up. You mm-hmm. know, like, like if you're watching, you can see. But if you're listening... With no video, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. I had to kind of, kind of push myself up on these rocks, and then we walked around and we went through. And I'm like, ah, oh, that kind of hurt on my ankle a little bit, but whatever. I didn't think anything of it. We did our thing. We came back, and I was like, ah, uh-huh. I'm like a cat. I got up here, but now I need to get down. So it's just like whatever. And I sent it, and I jumped. And when I hit the ground, I was like, ooh, it's a bit of a twinge. <laughs> But I walked and got to the car, and as I was getting in, I was driving, and as I was getting in, you know, I'm wearing shorts because it's summertime, and I I see something on my leg, and I'm like, what is that? And I look, and I'm there's, like, blood <laughs> trickling down my leg from the thorns that, you know, that we went through. Uh, so, anyway... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, that was a little twinge in my knee. It didn't really hurt. Twinge. But I could tell it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, we did our, you know, that was early in the day. We did all our stuff and went back, went to bed. And in the morning I wake up and, uh, I bend my knee and it doesn't like that. <laughs> it protested. It, it? it did. And it's been protesting ever since actually. Yeah. So, uh, wow. I, I, yeah, I probably I, need to have an MRI. Um, yeah. But I'm uh, holding if off if on it's that. still hurting since this summer, mm-hmm. it's yeah. only been like three months. Did it hurt more when you went back to Pennsylvania? No, <laughs> no. He was like, I'm not no. doing this right, again, Like man. warning no. you in advance. No, but I, you know, I did wonder if maybe if I would go back to where it all happened and walk around, maybe there'd be some kind of reconciliation, but I didn't do that. You know, I'm disappointed in you, and I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. You were back in in Amish country, and you did not hit the smorgasbord. No, we didn't. I was it was it was a jam-packed solid. I mean, we, we flew there on Thursday into Baltimore. Then we had to rent a car and drive to outside of Harrisburg, and then we came back on Sunday. So it was oh, fast. you were you were moving. It was fast. Yeah, there was a wedding in between there, and and we helped uh, get some stuff ready for that. In between the flights, there was just a wedding. Well, there, there's more of the story because <laughs> the drama was following you the entire way to Pennsylvania. The whole issue with your suit. Okay, so here here's the Wait, deal. There's an issue with the suit too. Well, I only knew about the suit. Ta- Tabitha actually blames the suit for all of our misfortunes. Mm-hmm. In the, oh, so in, the suit was cursed. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. So let, let me let me say that. Our time on the ground, outside of, no, not on the ground, outside the confines of the airport were wonderful. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Loved every second of it. Inside of the confines of the airport was a different story. Oh. So, so and, and uh, I guess back here too. So, 
on, I won't name the business, but the Wednesday prior, like I said, we left on Thursday. So the Wednesday prior, I take my suit to the cleaners Mm -hmm. because I need it. I need it cleaned. I haven't worn it for a couple of years, you know. It's due. It's due. It probably would have been fine, but, you know, it's been a couple of years. So I take it in because how long does it take to, you know, get a suit cleaned? I would guess not the day before you leave. Well, it wasn't. It was the Wednesday. The the week week prior. The week prior. Oh, okay. Not not the day before, the the week prior. Okay. Okay. So, um, So I took it in, and she takes it and does all the paperwork, prints out a slip, and says, it's It'll be done in a week. I said, whoa, hold on here. A week? What's a week? Mm-hmm. Right? Is five week, days, yeah, seven days. Is it five days? Five work days, which yeah. means yeah. it can be Business longer days. than seven. Yeah. Right. Is it five days? Is it eight days? How many? What? What is a week? Yeah. Uh, it's. It says it'll be done next Wednesday at 5 p.m. It's promised next Wednesday at 5 p.m. I said, well, I need it at 5 p.m. next Wednesday because early next Thursday we fly out of town and I need that suit. It's promised at five. You're sure it'll be here at five o'clock. Yep, it's promised. It'll be here. Okay. <laughs> and I left not feeling well about this. But trusting and relying trusting, on the good folks. Trusting in they, the they gave their word. They promised. Yeah. A promise is a promise. That's right. Right? No. So <laughs> the so the Tuesday before we left, the day before it was promised, I called a check in, and there's they said, "Well, no, it's it's promised. Uh, it's promised tomorrow at five. It'll, it'll be ready." You sure? Yes, it says it's promised at five o'clock. Okay, <laughs> really, really, really. So on Wednesday, now it's been a week. Okay. At four fifty-five p.m., I go in and I say, "I'm here to pick up my suit." What's the name? I tell him. Well, it's not here. You mean it's not here? Well, it's 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 at our other location uh, uh, in in North Fargo. They take them out for a drive yeah. for some yeah. reason. That's where we actually do the cleaning, and and it's not here. And I said, "Well, when will it be here?" And I'm trying to remain calm, <laughs> but I've been fretting about this suit for a solid week because right. I just had a bad feeling. Yep. When will it be here? Well, we close at seven. It should be here before then. If not, it'll be here tomorrow morning. Nope. No good for me. No. I need that suit today. You promised it would be ready in five minutes. I said. You took the reservation. You're very good at taking the reservation. It's keeping the reservation. I said, I left this suit last Wednesday telling you I need this suit (laughs) this Wednesday. I've called multiple times. And you promised me this suit would be, I need this suit today. So I. Uh, t- what kind of a world do we live in where a promise yeah. is not kept? So at like. Oh, that echoes. S- yeah, it does. At, at uh, like 6 p.m., Tabitha thankfully was able to go get the suit and she got the suit. So we packed the suit in a bag. Now we got to back up a little bit. And and I don't I, I don't blame Tabitha for this at all. So don't get me wrong. She was absolutely 100 percent correct. But the entire time leading up to this trip, I said, we need to carry on all our bags. Well, and, and just real quickly, I know we don't want to disparage any airline, so we won't name any airline. But right. I'm just curious, is it an American airline? Uh, no. Well, it's an American airline, but I know what you're getting at, and it was not <laughs> okay. that, that one. All right. 
Right. Uh, it was a very good one that I've had very, very good luck with uh, many times. Yeah. So this entire months leading up to this trip, I said, Tap, I don't want to check any luggage. I want to carry it all on. We can have two, uh, uh, two carry-on suitcases, and we can bring backpacks or duffel bags, you know, for under the seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we don't need to check anything. And she's like, the week before, the couple days before, she's like, Ryan, we're going to have to check a bag. And I said, I don't want to check a bag. And she said, well, we're going to have to. Bringing the suit and bringing my dress and bringing everything, we just have to. And I was like, I don't All right, we'll check the bag. So we pack this suit into the suitcase. The suit in the suitcase. Okay, so it is the suit's fault. (laughs) Into the suitcase. And we go to the Fargo airport, and we we check that bag and uh, um, get on the plane. Now, they have, uh, you get a little little receipt with with your your tracking note. Well, he's he's reading it phonetically. Receipt. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with re- receipt? <laughs> ah, so, the English language. <laughs> adding letters you don't need. <laughs> they do that often. Yeah. <laughs> so, any anyway, uh, I have this this uh, receipt with the number and the tracking number and the barcode and everything, and we get on the plane in Fargo. And I get uh, a notification from the app that says that our bag is on the flight from Fargo to Minneapolis. I'm like, oh, look at that. Bag's on. We're good to go. (laughs) We get down there and we have like a two-hour layover in Minneapolis before we head to Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think of it until we're on the plane. I haven't gotten a notification yet saying that our, our bag is on this plane. Right. And so I'm expressing my concern to Tab, and she's like, oh, it's, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. And I'm like, but it, they scanned it in Fargo. Why wouldn't they have scanned it in Minneapolis? Like, mm-hmm. it, it made it to Minneapolis, but it's not scanned. It's probably okay. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. You know, it, You're just, in airplane mode. Don't worry it, about it. Yeah, ju- just think, well, I didn't put that into airplane mode until we were screaming down the runway because I'm still <laughs> waiting for my notification. <laughs> That the bag is on the plane. And she's like, you know, just, just think, you know, they didn't used to have tracking, you know. It, it, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. They, they probably just forgot to scan it. And I don't feel good about God this God bless, Tabitha. Just, yeah. a, just the optimist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But not <laughs> me. No, no, no you're, you're, I'm you're like, there's something, disgruntled. something amiss. <laughs> but I forget I'm about trusting. it. Your yeah. promises have been broken. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, thanks to HBO Max, I was able to forget about all these troubles in the two-and-a-half-hour flight to Baltimore. Very good. We land, and then you take the phone out of airplane mode, and you get your 45 notifications, right? Text messages and emails and bing, 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 including one that said that our bag was on its way to Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) And And I was... Instantly steamed. <laughs> of course you were. Much like my suit. Much like prior. your suit had been steamed. So. You know what, though? I got to say, I've been to both places. I'd prefer Atlanta over uh, mm-hmm. Baltimore. Well, yeah. Tab, Tab even commented on Facebook. Uh, she she said, um, my, my clothes made it to Atlanta before I ever did. Because we've never been to Atlanta yet. I think Mel responded to her she, like, it's a lovely place. It's a lovely place. <laughs> your suit would agree. <laughs> yep. And so... Uh, 
I mean, uh, uh, God bless them. Uh, we went to the, the baggage department and they knew we were coming <laughs> and they said, we'll get it to you. And I said, well, hold the phone here. <laughs> I need it by this time. So I need this suit. Cause, cause here's the deal. <laughs> This this suit went to Atlanta. Now here's the reason. Can we can we frame the suit and hang it up? No oh, kidding. Man. It just needs to be like, and then it needs to have its own like little passport. Yes. Like mm-hmm. Yes. So here's the deal. Now people may be wondering why Atlanta. So there were no more flights from Minneapolis to Baltimore. But there was one that from day, but there was from Atlanta. So it missed getting on your flight. So they're like, what's the next way we can get it there? Atlanta. Right. So we landed in Baltimore at like 6.30. Was it? No, 5.30. 5.30. We landed in... in Eastern time. Eastern time. Yeah. Yeah, Local time. We landed in Baltimore at 5.30. The the bag was going to make it from Atlanta at 10.03 that night. But... We're renting a car and driving an hour 45 north to Harrisburg, (laughs) to to Dillsburg. Right. So I talked to the lady at the, at the baggage and she's like, well, you know, uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll bring it to you. And I was like, hold the phone here. We're not staying in Baltimore. We're not even really staying close to Baltimore. Where are you staying? We're leaving the state. Yeah. We're leaving the state. We're not even going to be in Maryland. (laughs) And this isn't like Fargo Moorhead. Right. And I said, we're going to, to outside of Harrisburg. And she's like, well, we'll have to bring it to you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what else are they going to do? Right. And they did. Now. It's a different world on the west, on the East Coast. Like, just to point this out real quickly, it was easier for us to fly into Baltimore than Philadelphia. And I lived in the Philadelphia area. Like, it was faster to fly into Baltimore and drive. Yeah. Well. It's like an hour to where I used to live. Right. As compared to Philly, then through Philly traffic. Yeah. An hour. Well, that's the other thing is like I have no true concept of traffic because I live here. <laughs> well, and they have no true concept of statehood, right? Uh, along the East Coast, it's they just kind of all blend together. They do, yeah. You can you can drive an hour and pass through three states. Yep. You know. So anyway, um, they 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 brought the bag, which was great. Uh, so she says, "Here's the, here's the thing." We have a company that we work with, and they will take this stuff. Now, it's getting here late, and so it's going to get to you late. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it can't, if I can't get it to you tonight, we'll get it to you first thing tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what's first thing? You know, like, uh, is it? 5 a.m. Yeah, is it yeah. 5 a.m.? Is it 9 a.m.? What's first thing? I'm like, all right. Well, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that you that you're going to bring it to to us. Um, so we gave them all the information, phone number, all that kind of stuff. So it's like eleven o'clock. You know, you know, we we went up, we ate in, at a restaurant in Gettysburg, and uh, we go back to that. We're at an Airbnb, and I get a call at like eleven, and and she's the same lady is like, so we got somebody. They're going to bring it up tonight, but it's going to get there late. It's going to get there at like 3 a.m. I'm like, okay. And she's like, where are you staying at? Because, I, you know, I'd hate for you to have to stay up all night waiting for it. Uh, can we leave it outside your door? And I was like, well, we're staying at this Airbnb. It's like a horse. It was beautiful. 
beautiful mm-hmm. place, like a horse ranch. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. so beautiful. And so it's, they have it, like a two mile long driveway. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not, no, no. It's right off of the street. Oh. Um, the place is huge, but where the where the little cottage is that we stayed in was right off of the street, and it's gated, right? You need a code to get in. Oh. So, wow. so I said, you know what? That would probably be okay. I said immediately through the gate to the right, you'll see our rental car, uh, silver Kia. Um, they could just leave the bag there. I would feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting there at three in the morning. Uh, I'll be up by seven at the latest. You know, I I feel good about that. So here's the code to get through the gate. Uh, you can leave it there. Okay. It's like Christmas Eve. Sounds good. Hang up the phone. Tell Tab this is what's going on. And she says, is this supposed to rain? <laughs> it was and it did. <laughs> it poured. It so you poured. had to go get it at 3 in the morning. So I'm like, oh. So I get a notification saying that this is the company that we're using, you will get a notification from this company. And I did. And it said that it's guaranteed by 6.05 a.m. I was like, no, because I tried calling the number back and it's one of those numbers you can't get through. Yep. Because I was going to say, have them call me. Don't leave it there. Have them call me. I'll come out and meet them. Nope, can't get a hold of them. So I set my alarm clock. They, they, the company that brought it had a tracking app so I could see exactly where they were. Mm-hmm. And I see them scream right out of Baltimore and I'm like, oh, that's great. And then all of a sudden they stopped. I don't know if the driver got oh. tired or what the deal was. I'm like, well, there's, or if they oh. had to drop off other bags. Or. There's Wawa's and yeah, sheets all over the place. Right. So you just got to stop, get a, get a yep, yep, sandwich get, or something. Right. Make so, it yourself. so I set my alarm for every half hour so that I would get up. Okay, that's where they are. I got at least another half hour. Set the alarm again. So at 3.30, I see the guy drives right past it, which I knew that he would because we did. Mm-hmm. Drives right past it, turn around, drives. He's sitting there outside. I run out. It's pouring rain. Grab the bag. I need a picture for the app. Okay, here you go. <laughs> run inside. Go to bed. <laughs> and then on the way back, we Maybe were delayed. I should stop going out that way. I can't help it. And then it'll just be easier. I can't help it. But here's the thing. How happy were you to open up the luggage and see the suit? Oh, it was right there in all its glory. <laughs> it was radiating inside that bag. And, and you open it up and it's just gold light. Oh, man. And you you must have lo- been like, I make this look good. Like puffed up, like proud <laughs> of what the, the suit has gone through. The work for this suit. I, I looked all of the $19 it took to, to clean that Brilliant. suit. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Steamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was our adventures out out for this wedding. But the wedding was beautiful. the 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 couple is beautiful. The it was all it was all great. It was a great time. Dana, have you ever heard of Wawa or Sheets? Not Sheets, but Wawa. Okay. Sheets and Wawa are, are basically the same thing. And it's my first experience of going to like a gas station and ordering food on a menu. And then they mm-hmm. just deliver the food to you. Yeah, I thought that was the neatest thing in the whole wide world when I moved to Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, um, they ate, don't ate me a lot of Wawa sandwiches, a lot I, of subs. I didn't see a Wawa's. I, I may not have been looking, but the, uh, they have sheets everywhere. Yeah, they're on the west side of the state primarily, oh, okay. and Wawa's on the east side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, that was our adventures. It was fun. I loved it. <laughs> Ryan, I'm I'm not kidding. Next time we podcast, you have to wear the suit, or or, you, or we, we have to, see to frame what it. It's like all about like 
Yeah. Or you got to retire the suit and we got to put it in a big frame. <laughs> That's what I think we should do is just, yeah, like pin it like a jersey. Airbrush the back of it <laughs> <laughs> with something on it. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, so what's up with you guys? What's, Tail of the suit. What's I'm the latest? Here. I told you I'm old. My neck hurts. Falling apart. Yeah. Read anything good lately? I read lots of good stuff. What it? Just uh, this morning I was reading uh, the um, a sermon by a guy named uh, Melito of Sardis. He's one of the early church fathers. He, he, he had a beef with a guy named Marcion, and Marcion... Um, didn't like uh, the Old Testament. He thought it was a. Uh, he, he had a problem with the Jewish people. He, okay, he, he, a little anti-Semitism mm. going on with Marcion. Okay, and he didn't like a lot of the New Testament either. He he liked a little bit of Luke, <laughs> and some of Paul's letters. So what I'm getting is he didn't like any of it. This guy was a curmudgeon. Marcion. Yeah, well, what we have from Marcion is he's the first one to collect a, um, basically what what a list of what books should be in the New Testament. And he was he was alive around 130, 140 AD. Okay. But his New Testament was a little bit of Luke and some of Paul's letters, and that's it. Hmm. And so um, he he was also a Gnostic. Uh, Gnostic is it comes from the Greek word gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S. Again, that's why we have all these, like, missing letters in English, because <laughs> English comes out of Greek. Uh-huh. And so, you know, they have... G's that don't make any sound and yeah. other letters. Just, right. It's horrible. Horrible language. There's no rhyme or reason. And we also steal from other languages and then we don't know how to properly pronounce yes. the words we steal. Uh-huh. And unlike other languages that have rules, because English doesn't have any solid rules, our language is constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. And so yes. generation to generation, we can't understand what we're saying to each other. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, you're like bussin', like you bussin', know, bussin', bussin'. <laughs> to me, to me, I hey, picture like a bus. And <laughs> you know what is funny about that is there is a church here locally who sends out a uh, uh, like a, a newsletter similar to what we do. I don't know. I don't think it's as often, or is it often? Anyway, it's often is the proper way of saying it. And it bugs me every time I see it in a movie. Often, yeah. uh, or like on the news, like you're not smart. Yeah, you're saying <laughs> it wrong. <laughs> I've lost like your, your years of journalism. <laughs> I'm sorry if you can't. You don't have to be brilliant, but if you can't speak the language in a in a proper way, it makes you seem less intelligent. Mm-hmm. And and so can, it's like it's like they're promising me something, Ryan, and they better keep their promise. <laughs> but if we they know, say often, I don't properly. know. I don't know if they're going to keep their promise. It's just. <laughs> Well, anyway, I should have kept it, but I didn't. They 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 sent one of those le- newsletters here, and it had a uh, learn learn the lingo or something like that. And Bussin was in there, really. Bussin, like, like my Gen Z devotional book. Well, it was that like, I have. There yeah. were three words I can't remember because I was laughing too hard at Bussin <laughs> being in there. Anyway, um, what what. I'm reading this, and it's interesting to hear this um, guy talk about um, how the Old Testament is absolutely necessary because the Old Testament is all giving a kind of like a like a preview of Christ, mm. and that he you know this is before there's a New Testament, and, and Melito of Sardis Sardis is one of the churches that's mentioned in Revelation, and he's an early church father, and he write a brilliant sermon that I'm reading. But he's basically making the case that the Passover had meaning at the time that it was given for the people that it was given. But all of it, and he goes through each piece of it, and it's like all of it is 
a precursor of what comes with Christ. The word makes it all new. It's old, it's the law, but it's new in Christ. And he talks about all of the different things in the Passover that point to Jesus. Mm. And how Jesus makes it, because the Passover was a blessing to a specific people at a specific time. Mm-hmm. And Christ is really the meaning of the sacrifice of the lamb and the blood being spattered and all that. But it's it's the sacrifice that's for all people in all places. And mm. it's just really cool how he does it because he's writing around 140 AD. This is like early, early in the life of the church. Yeah. Right? Church is only 100 years old by this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. He argued quite a bit with Marcion because Marcion was a Gnostic. Gnostic is secret knowledge, and they didn't think that there was anything of value in the flesh, in in the physical world. Okay. So what Marcion taught, and I know I mentioned this before, but, you know, the, the best heresy, the oldest heresies are the best heresies, <laughs> oldie but a goodie. They just come back in different forms. Uh, Gnosticism is alive and well today, too. Uh-huh. Um, Marcion taught that... The Old Testament God is different than the New Testament God. Mm. The Old Testament God, Yahweh, he called Iaboeth. And the New Testament God, he called Heavenly Father. Yeah. And Heavenly Father sent Jesus um, in the form of a man, not mm-hmm. actually as a man, because the flesh is evil. That's the evil part about the Old Testament God. He trapped the the aspects of the one true God in the universe, mm-hmm. or you know, this is this is what he he speaks of as souls. He calls them aspects. So you have a little bit of God in you. You have a little bit of God in you. I have a little bit of God in me. But they're trapped in these dying, decaying, physical, fleshy bodies. Mm. You follow me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it it should make a little bit of sense because the Greek mindset thinks this way too, that yeah. they didn't believe in the resurrection. They believed that when you died, your soul would go up to heaven. And, mm-hmm. and that's where Marcion's getting this gobbledygook. Okay. For Christians, we believe in the resurrection of the body, right? Mm-hmm. So Marcion makes this argument that um, Jesus came to teach secret knowledge to his closest adherents so that they can transcend the physical kind of like astral projection or something, or, or you know, it's it's all in a, it's secret knowledge so that you can um, uh, escape this, this physical manifestation. And he taught that it wasn't Jesus who died on the cross. It was Simon of Cyrene. Jesus was mocking the idea of death by presenting Simon of Cyrene as Jesus, and Jesus, you know, uh, floated through the crowd laughing. Some goofy stuff out there. Oh, it's crazy! It, it's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. If mm-hmm. you read the old Gnostic writings, they make no sense whatsoever. Any, yeah. Why anyone would think this has anything to do with Christianity just blows my mind. Well, you still hear that e- even today, though. Uh, the 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 God of the Old Testament is different from the God of the New. And right. What what um uh, what do I call him? Melito mullet mullito. We were trying to remember. He got a sweet hair hair piece. Melito Sardis in his mullet. argument. And the other church fathers is they are arguing the value of the body because Christ is God in the flesh, um, and that and that's a that's a Hebrew concept as well that there is no life separate from breath and physicality without body. Thus, the point of the resurrection from the dead is so radical, and Jesus actually carries that out. What what Melito of Sardis is pointing out is that the Passover 
And all of the Old Testament is necessary because it's telling what Jesus is going to do. It reveals it. But the, in the New Testament, it, the meaning of it is revealed completely. Does that make, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So just very interesting to read, read the early church fathers and their perspective on things because they come from a different culture, a different time. They're using language that we take for granted in a new and, and profound way, um, primarily things like Greek rhetoric and so on, things that are in our past mm-hmm. but that are connected to our culture in the 21st century. Like it, it, all of the Western culture comes out of Greek, a Greek worldview, Greek, Greco-Roman worldview, and, and Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this uh, was this one sermon or was it just, okay? Yeah, it's just one sermon. Okay, where do you find this stuff? Oh, I have my I have my places. Well, I know <laughs> you have your places. Where can other people find these places? That one they'd have to go to Luther Seminary in Saint Paul, Minnesota. Oh, okay. To find a copy of it, I got you. Um, and I think it's in the archives. Okay. And it's translated into English because it was originally written in Greek, right? Right. So I have, I have, you can come to my office, Ryan, <laughs> and I'll show you all, all, all kinds of nuggets and good things that, oh, that's good. That's that the good average times. person wouldn't uh, see of value. Good times. I, I like have a it. bunch of obscure stuff. Because I do martial arts too, I have a bunch yeah. of obscure stuff that I'm like, oh, this is so good. No one would be interested in the writings <laughs> of Choki Motobu from 1923. But for me, it's like, oh, I've been looking everywhere for this. Finally. It's interesting. The how answers it, to my questions. It's interesting how we all uh, have have different things that we're like so fascinated about. And other people are like, okay. okay. And we're moving on. Exactly. No one cares. <laughs> yep. There's not a TikTok about it. Who's, who? who you know. <laughs> Why bother? But I bet if you started a TikTok about it, you would find the little niche. What a great idea. Educating the next generation on the genius of the Antinessine fathers and the Okinawan karate masters from 1900s. I think you need a shorter title. Oh, is that too long? (laughs) But it'll it'll take you your entire minute to... It'll (laughs) take you your entire minute to say the name of your TikTok channel. (laughs) Or what are they called? I I don't know if there is a term for them. Oh, okay. Ticks? <laughs> TikToks. That's funny. Ricky Ticky Tabby. Yep. So, um, how are you doing on time? Do you got to get going? No. You're good? Yeah. Do you have a question? Well, I, did I, I answer all of your questions about Melito of Sardis and, and the heretic Marcion, who was kicked out of the church for yes. being a heretic, having a problem with Jewish people? Well, I didn't ask any questions, <laughs> so you did. Okay. Glad to help. <laughs> That's what I was aiming to do. Yep. Answer questions you weren't asking. <laughs> didn't even know. Oh, I, I didn't even have time to think of a question. Ryan, Dana, you guys don't even need to be here. I can just go <laughs> start going off on. <laughs> Next ones are just going to be DJ sitting at the table alone. Well, finally, it's my show. <laughs> so speaking of writings. Uh, we, have a, we have a sign for you. DJ's and there's plenty going around. DJ's Theology and nitwittery. Theological nitwittery. Uh, <laughs> I am taking a class uh, in at a uh, place called Harvest Workers. It's yeah. uh, we we talked to Bryce Formwalt from Harvest Workers way back in one of the Love that er, early on episodes. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, I'm in a I'm in a group. We're reading a book, and in that book, they have a passage from C.S. Lewis that I thought was really, really 
interesting, and I had not thought of this in this way before. Uh, it's from his C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity. And it says, Every time you make a choice, you are turning the central part of you, the part of you that chooses into something a little different from what it was before. And taking your life as a whole, with all of your innumerable choices, all your life long, you are slowly turning this central thing either into a heavenly creature or into a hellish creature, mm-hmm. either into a creature that is in harmony with God and with other creatures and with itself, or else into one that is in a state of war and hatred with God and with its fellow creatures and with itself. To mm-hmm. be the one kind of creature is heaven that is, it is joy and peace and knowledge and power. To be the other means madness, horror, idiocy, rage, impotence, and eternal loneliness. Each of us has, each of us at each moment is progressing to the one state or the other. Hmm. Interesting. I hadn't thought of that before. Well, what do you? What does that? But, what do you think that means? He's saying every single choice you make is transforming you. In right. some way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's uh, uh, e- eating something that you shouldn't, it seems to me, or whether it's a, whether it's a, a character choice, you know? Yeah. I, um, and I think there's truth in that. This is actually the old axiom. This is, this is the opinion legis. You've heard me talk about the opinion legis before, right? The legal opinion. This is the official religion in the heart of every single sinner. If I can move from vice to virtue, then I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I, it's, it's, it's surprising to hear C.S. Lewis speak this way because often he doesn't speak in a in, in, in usually he's much more Christian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the book is called Mere Christianity. Well, I know, I know, I know, and and it's interesting because he's also Anglican. Um, and so this, there's this old, I guess, um, I wouldn't say argument, but it, it, in theology, going back to the beginning of Christianity, there's always been this, this tension between free will and grace, mm-hmm. right? And we're Lutherans, so we lean really high on grace and don't put a whole lot of stock in free will. You're, you, you're free in everything beneath you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And that's where the virtue and vice part comes in. You make good choices, good things happen. You make bad choices, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. That's true. He's making the argument that good choices bring you to a heavenly place. Bad choices bring you to an infernal place. Mm-hmm. That's the opinion legis. Mm-hmm. Um, we as Lutherans do not believe that we are free in those things above us mm-hmm. because we're bound to sin. Our our our. In, our instinct is always to go for the bad. Mm-hmm. And we even go for the bad and call it good. Mm-hmm. So while most theologians in the history of the church would talk about faith moving you from a place of, of vice to a place of virtue, mm-hmm. Luther did something very radical. He said, no, that's not what's going on. Faith moves you from the entire scheme of moving from vice to virtue to moving from your projects of self-justification to faith in Jesus Christ. And so what happens then is, as the Christian, 
there's no longer this need to move from vice to virtue because the uh, Martin Luther put it this way: the old sinner that plays that game is dead in Christ, mm-hmm. and what remains is the new person. And so, whatever you are doing is going to be of value because the new person is carries out good works spontaneously that God is pleased with. Mm-hmm. Without Christ, all of your vice and all of your virtue fall into the same category of you're a sinner. So you could be the best person and make the best decisions as far as the world is concerned, but without mm-hmm. faith, God looks at you and says, sinner, mm-hmm. because everything is self-celebrating. Mm. Yep. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. And so... I know this isn't all that C.S. Lewis writes. I've, I've read Mere Christianity. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but in pulled out by itself, what he's talking about is the, the vice virtue uh, uh, scheme, which Martin Luther called the legal opinion. If I can just figure out how to be right um, before God, to do the right things, I then... I that one. I know. We're on video now. You can't get <laughs> you away can't with anything. Like- just comes right out the side of the cheese. There's a hole in my lip. <laughs> the point being is that that's the way that everyone thinks about how we relate to God. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even have to be a Christian. That's what karma is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Buddhism is about. That's what Islam is about. All of it. Mm-hmm. Christianity is unique in that it's, it's it says it's not about what you do or fail to do. It's about what Christ has done for you. Mm-hmm. And the response is that the old sinner that plays the virtue and vice game is already done with. And you've already begun your life as the new person. Mm-hmm. Now, in this life, we have both. We're simultaneously saint and sinner. But when we do what God's intentions are through faith, it starts with a place of faith. Then I go and I love and I serve my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Then I go and I make good decisions. It's to God's glory and not to mine. Right. But uh, is is what C.S. Lewis is saying here, uh, if you fill your mind with filth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether it whether it be music or movies or, yep. you know, you're you're going to you're going to trend down. a. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's no different than if all you it, it's kind of like the the idea of if all you eat are Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, they'll be delicious, <clears throat> but they're not very nutritious. Right. And it's going to ruin you. Mm-hmm. It would be the same with anything. Um, <coughs> what what you see, what you listen to, mm-hmm. what you are absorbing as far as content is concerned yeah. <clears throat> is going to affect you. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Are you watering your plant with water or with Diet Coke? Electrolytes. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 So you know, water or Gatorade, which water, one's better? Water or Gator- well, Gatorade. Gatorade. <laughs> H2O. Which one's going to make the plant thrive? Right. Um, and so there is something about that. Um, and there's even something about how we talk about what we call sin, right? Sin begins with not trusting God, and then we play it out in all kinds of ways. In our day-to-day life, we may do something bad. That's called guilt. Mm-hmm. When you, when you, Because if, if you didn't have guilt, you wouldn't think it was bad. Right. 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 Yep. yep. But I did something. I feel bad about it. That's guilt. Guilt is less of a problem than the continuation of that action 
that moves your guilt from a place of I did something bad to I'm a bad person. That's called shame. Mm-hmm. And that's when, when behavior isn't corrected. And shame causes all kinds of problems because shame refuses to hear the promise of Christ, which says you are forgiven. Mm-hmm. And that's the solution to work you out of the mess we can get ourselves in by the things that we take into ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so just as guilt can lead to shame, a continuation of sinful behavior or bad behavior or destructive behavior for ourselves can move us to such a place that we are locked in it and we can't find a way out because we don't trust the promise that we'll mm-hmm. be forgiven. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I hear him saying. Yeah. this is He says, you keep doing the bad things, it'll stop being about guilt and it'll start being about shame. Right. And when shame happens, it's no longer about what you've done. It's about who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was a neat thing. So, I like it too. Yeah. What else we got? <laughs> I just. I, I want someone to just come and punch me right between the shoulder blades because I'm, I'm right like, here. That, that'll that'll fix it right up. I don't think that's how that works, but no. you can try it. <laughs> That's what it feels like. You know, you ever have like someone like pop your back and it's like, uh, it just, something feels off and if it would just get pushed into place yeah. or something. Yes, absolutely. Dana, you're not old, so you don't know what this is like, but yeah, someday you will be but old. Like, <laughs> remember how like I literally had to go to the walk-in because I have a knot in my shoulder that was so bad. Yeah. How is that, by the way? Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's great. I gave it a name. <laughs> <laughs> well, my massage therapist, who I see regularly, I told her about it. She's like, yeah, I could have told you that. Like, it's the same knot I work every time I see you. I was like, that's, cool. That's funny. <laughs> so it's a recurring thing. So Ooh. does your therapist give you advice about what to do when you're not coming there to help keep this from knotting up again? No, but my chiropractor does. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I need. I need to go see a chiropractor. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, is that it? It's more fun just to kvetch about it. (laughs) (laughs) Makes you feel better. Makes me feel better. It's complaining. Well, there's other stuff we could talk about, but we've been been after it for quite a while, and you were pressed for time to begin with, I think. I told you that I had an hour. You had exactly one hour, and Mm -hmm. it's been uh, 54 minutes. Yep. Wrap it up. Got to wrap it up. All right. Well, um, does uh, either of you, would either of you like to pray us out of here? Paper, rock, scissors? No. I guess I Hey, <laughs> hey, you just did something that I got chastised for by a youngster not long ago. A youngster? Rock, paper, scissors. You called it paper, rock, scissors, which I do all the time. That's what it is. It's rock, paper, scissors. It is not rock. Paper, rock, scissors. That's what paper, I, my scissors. entire life. Who's older? <laughs> my entire life. Paper. We've rock, already scissors. established that. <laughs> now, Don't be I change in a classic. <laughs> I call it paper, rock, scissors. But when you when you do the action, it's rock, paper, scissors. I don't say the. I don't go rock, paper. I, I say one, two, three. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I was chastised for it, and then I was like... I was taught this game by an older brother, where when you lose, not only do you get slapped on the wrist, you get punched in the shoulder. Yeah. Is that how you play? Did you ever play Bloody Knuckles as a of kid? Of course. Yeah. Did they outlaw Char- that by the time you were in school? Character building. I'm pretty sure Do you even they- know what we're talking about? No. Oh, yeah. Like, like this. Who's going first? Oh. Ah! Hey, I won! You can't... You weren't looking... <laughs> Yeah. Played this game. 
Oh yeah, yeah. This is the same game, but it's knuckles. Slapping, slapping your. Yeah, hand. but that seems like that. That involves like. Bones. Oh, that's why they call it bloody knuckles, <laughs> well, Dana. I wish I would have known then what I know now. There's a pressure point right here, and if you <laughs> smack it just right, it will hurt for days. All My right. brother would have been in in a hurt locker. <laughs> We better get out of here before we give our young audience <laughs> bad, bad, ideas. bad bad ideas. We're going to have to put like a rating on this one. <laughs> yeah. No one under the age of 14. Please know that. Stop listening <laughs> after 54 <laughs> minutes and four seconds. Please do not do this at home. <laughs> Only under adult supervision. Uh, yeah, they don't have any good games anymore. No, they don't. The game, it's all this stuff. I, I feel like that's subjective. Like... <laughs> My kid, I, I maybe it's it's my kids would much rather be on a screen yep. than outside doing fun stuff That's like true. like hurting their brothers and sisters. A- have you ever seen yeah. the movie Grown Ups? Yes. Yeah. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's my life. Go outside and play. <laughs> Get dirty. I don't like dirt. You know what this is? This is a stick. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Grown Ups? Yeah. yeah. Don't uh, you want to go crazy? You see a rope on a tree. <laughs> Does it make shoot arrows up in the air to see? <laughs> that, again, don't do this at home. Not okay. Oh come on, it's all for fun. Yeah, until someone ends up in a hospital. Well, that's seriously, we're gonna have to put like a like a <laughs> statement. Small, small praise the to opinions pay. of <laughs> should in the, no way be followed. The, by anyone who doesn't want to die a most painful death. The games played by Gen Xers should not be played by... We did a lot of stuff that was cool. Oh, yeah. Again, I feel like this is subjective. <laughs> you know what? I never understood, uh, and and then we probably should get going, but... We, we well, are a couple of old men, like, well, back in my day. Yeah. Why did they... We loved it. Why did they make... Maybe they still do, but I don't think they do. Why did they make bike pedals? With some of the sharpest yes. materials known to mankind, <laughs> so that when you rode them barefoot, and we always rode them barefoot, you had no choice. During the summer. Or if you fell off and skinned your knee on that bike pedal or your shin, it was usually your shin. <sighs> Whatever. We have so that's the way it used to be. <laughs> we have made things and so we sanitized. <laughs> you know, I mean. It, I, when when I had kids, and mm-hmm. you ha- you had kids, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't remember this when I was a kid. I don't remember that everything, every corner had to be like like sanded down. Oh yeah, to a smooth right. like. First they get rid of lead paint, and then they want everything sanitized. Right. I'll say. <laughs> we were talking about this. I was talking about this yesterday with with the Eleva- uh, elevate group. Yeah. When I was a kid, we would play with mercury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You roll it around. It's just like, oh, this is yeah. metal. But look, it's like a this liquid. A science you, project. You would play. We didn't know it was poisonous. <laughs> you break a light a light bulb now, a hazmat team comes in <laughs> yeah. and shuts down your house. Yep. Soft. We become Again, soft. we're acknowledging that the mercury was not good. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Okay. You know, it's just it, how much. I how, suppose how much things have changed. Let's, let's, I mean, let's have okay. we're, let's we're, just be clear on this. Some things, no, the change is good. No wear paint. Gotta wear your seatbelt. Wear a helmet when you do everything. Yeah, we're acknowledging it, but begrudgingly. Yes. Okay. 
we've gotten rid of natural selection. <laughs> the kids who ate too many marbles didn't grow up to have kids of his own. That's the way it used to be. <laughs> and we liked it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, things are better now. Yeah. Things are safer. And the funny thing is, I wouldn't want any of my kids to do any of this stuff. No, 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 no. What nope. are you doing? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Go play outside. Forget that. You get back on that Game Boy or yeah. device and you sit in your room and be quiet. Let <laughs> right. life pass you by. <laughs> get us out of here. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for humor and for... Um, Time to be together and just laugh and look at your amazing world and <laughs> lampoon a bit about culture that we can get so wrapped up in, um, the silly things that we do, the silly things that happen. In the midst of all that, you are in our midst. You you are here. You are here with us, loving us, caring for us. And it's so easy for us to not see you, not turn to you in the midst of life's problems and try to take it all on on our own. Um but you are there and you are calling us into a life of relationship with you that is blessing and good and joy. Um, and so, Lord, as we go from this place this day, I ask that all who are hearing this would be blessed by your goodness and experience your joy. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, if um, How do I want to say this? Business is going to start picking up. We've got, uh, uh, we're in November. We're going to have a Thanksgiving Eve service you can find on YouTube. Uh, next month, obviously, is December. We're going to have uh, Christmas and Christmas Eve services. Um, keep an eye on YouTube. Um, yeah. if, if, you, if you're not. Uh, November 24th, I believe, is the Thanksgiving service. But it's going to be online, too. Yep, online and in person. Um, so if you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, Atonement Fargo, um, you subscribe to that. You can find uh, uh, all of our... Um, all of our past, uh, the sermon series and the Wednesday night things. Well, and seeing what you two were doing last night, this is not going to be your usual Thanksgiving service that you think of people getting together on a Wednesday night and singing hymns and so on. This is something pretty spectacular yeah. because of what they were doing last night with... Uh, uh, I wasn't doing anything. Well, um, <laughs> lies, all lies. There's going to be a lot of, of, of witnesses sharing the goodness of God mm -hmm. in their life. And it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be cool. We've got, um, uh, we've got some good stuff coming up again. Uh, YouTube atonement Fargo, check it out, subscribe, hit the bell, do all the, like do all the fun like things. Subscribe. Yep. Like, and subscribe. We've got all the past episodes. This is episode 92. You're kidding. Of that podcast. We've got all the other ones. Uh, we've got, uh, the past sermon series, Wednesday night, uh, uh, Bible studies, all sorts of good stuff. So check that out on YouTube. In the After 92 episodes, do you think we've gone downhill? Oh, have we jumped the shark yet? Or are we, when did we start going better? uphill? <laughs> <laughs> Today with the story of you jumping off of that boulder. So, uh, yeah, check, check that all out. Um, and, uh, uh in the meantime, uh, Sunday mornings at 9am, we have a tradition service at 1030. Uh, we have a modern service. You can find that on YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. You can also go to atonement.live. Tradition service at 1030. Uh, didn't I say modern? I don't know. I'd Nine and ten thirty. Nine and ten thirty. Tradition, modern. Tradition, yeah. modern. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it. <laughs>
just causing all kinds <laughs> of problems. <I'd> be quiet. <laughs> Uh, yes, atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. Um, and you can find all that stuff there. You can find your, your podcasts wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, CastBox, all those places, Google, Apple, all those, all those great places. So for Dana... podcast.net. Thatpodcast.net, yes, and you Mm -hmm. can even submit questions there. Excellent. Yes. So for Dana Mashevsky and Pastor DJ Lura, I'm Ryan Janke. Join us next time for another riveting episode of That Podcast. <laughs>